You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. verse of scripture do y'all have your bibles this morning do you have deuteronomy 31 verse 11 notice this is god speaking through moses and god says speaking through moses when all israel comes this is the lord to appear before the lord your god in the place which he chooses notice even then god had a place that he wanted his people to come to so that he could speak to them. When all Israel comes to appear before the Lord, your God, in the place which he chooses, you shall read this law. Notice this. Before all Israel in their hearing. Notice verse 12. Gather the people together. Men and women and little ones and the stranger who is within your gates that you may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law and that their children, talking about the stranger, who have not known it, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God. As long as you live in the land which you cross the Jordan to possess. Notice in verse 12 that God want Moses to gather the people. Notice the divine order in how he wants the people to gather. Notice the divine order. This is the divine order for Israel. This is the divine order for the church. This is the divine order for the family. And so in these few verses, we see divine order. Notice that when the people gather together, men, we need the men leading. We need the men coming together. And the women, and then notice, and the little ones. And the stranger or the foreigner or the sojourner. Who is within your gates? Moses, I want you to get them all together that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God. Notice Psalms 111. Notice Psalms 111. Thank y'all for your patience. Notice Psalms 111. And notice verse number 10. Notice Psalms 111 and and verse number 10, notice what the Bible says. Remember, God want Moses to gather the people together. Read the law before the people that the people may hear. Don't forget this and learn to fear the Lord. They need to learn to fear the Lord. And so God wanted his people to fear him. Notice Psalm 111 in verse 10. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. 
Note, if the people will listen to Moses or listen to God's leader, and if they will fear the Lord, the psalmist reveals that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of divine wisdom. And when people learn to fear the Lord, they will walk in divine wisdom and they will have a good understanding. Notice that a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Why are we going to do his commandments? Why are we going to do his word? Because we fear him. Because we fear him. And so based upon what I read in Deuteronomy 31 and this verse of scripture, my subject this morning is simple. You better fear the Lord. I want to talk to you from the subject, you better fear the Lord. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject this morning. You better fear the Lord. Come on, tell one more neighbor, say, you better fear the Lord. And come on, let's give him a hand of praise for our subject on this morning. Come on, let's take our hand claps up. You better fear. This term is familiar with a lot of us. You better. You better. A lot of us have heard this term before. Whether it was somebody telling us, you better come here. You better sit down. We're familiar again with this term, you better. But what I want us to receive from the term is that it is used to say to a person that if you know what's best for you, there's something you will do. And so this morning, I want to talk to us about you better fear the Lord. If you know what's best for you, you will fear the Lord. Now, we live in a time where a lot of folk no longer fear God. You can see it. You can see it just about everywhere that you go. It is on display that some people no longer fear God. They don't fear God anymore. There was a time that if folk wasn't living right and they knew you were striving to live right, they would have a certain amount of respect. For the God that you serve. How many know I'm right about that? But you'll run up on folk nowadays, even kinfolk, who know you're not perfect, yet they know about you that you are striving to live right. But because they don't have the fear of God in them, they'll do and say anything around you. Because the fear of God has departed from them. Y'all might as well say amen because all of us probably know somebody who don't fear God anymore. And even we live in a society when you look certainly at the laws of our nation, sadly we're living in a country now from a whole that no longer fears God. Whenever a nation is bold enough to put into law certain things that God calls an abomination, then that nation no longer fears God. 
But what's sad about it is that you will see God raise up a nation or you'll see God raise up a person or even a family. And then you will see that person or family that God raised up because they feared him. Then you'll see them all of a sudden change for the worse and they stop fearing God. I wonder, have you ever known anybody that, 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 that strived to live in such a way that he or she feared the Lord? But then all of a sudden, you look at the person and you could no longer see in them or in their lifestyle that they feared God. But I want to say to the church, one thing we don't ever need to lose is our fear of God. I come to tell you this morning that I still fear God. Yes, I do. I got the fear of God on the inside of me. Ooh, yes, I do. And it helps me. It helps me to strive to live right. Why? Because I still fear Him. Now, when it comes to fearing God, I want to give you four meanings of what it means to fear God. Number one, to fear God has to do with, and you don't hear this enough, which is to be afraid of God. And somebody may say, well, pastor, it don't seem like we need to be afraid of God. See, the only way you would not be afraid of God is if you're not really understanding the type power that he has. Because anybody who truly know God and know what he's capable of doing, you're going to fear him. You're going to be afraid of him. Oh, I know I'm right about that. Even when you look in the scriptures, there were certain times that God allowed certain things to happen so that folk would fear him. That man would be afraid of him. Now, I want us to think about who we are as men, who we are as humans, or who we are as limited beings. Being a limited being, there's no way I need to live my life in a way where I'm not afraid of God. Because I'm too frail, I I'm too small, I I'm too insignificant not to fear him. See, when it comes to man, no matter how great he or she may be, like it or not, man is here today and gone tomorrow. But see, one thing about God is that he was, he is, and he is yet to come. God ain't just in charge today, but if there be a tomorrow, come on and help me somebody, God is still going to be in charge. He's still going to be on the throne. But when it comes to man, we are so fragile. Our life is like a vapor. Again, it's here today and then it's gone tomorrow, but not God. To really know the most high is to really know that God is sovereign above all. And again, there were times throughout scripture that God would call certain things to happen so that folk would know who he was and be afraid of him. You remember the story of Jonah when God charged Jonah to go down into Nineveh and preach and cry out against that wicked city of Nineveh. But you know, Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. He, he didn't want to go and preach that message. And so Jonah went in the opposite direction. Y'all going to help me this morning. I said he went in the opposite direction going to Tarshish because he didn't want to preach that particular message. 
Jonah paid his fare and got on a ship and tried to go down into Tarshish, but God sent a great storm that would not allow the ship to progress or to move forward. And the men on the boat searched diligently to try to understand why is this storm upon us? Why are we having so much difficulty? And the men on the ship gathered together and told every man to pray to his God, lowercase g, so that they might know why this storm is upon them. But see, Jonah was down in the ship sleep. Oh, come on, somebody. I said Jonah was fast asleep. And the men woke Jonah up saying, what kind of man are you that we are in this storm and you're not afraid? And so the men cast lots to see why the storm was raging the way it was. And the Bible said that the lot fell upon Jonah. And they asked Jonah, who are you and what have you done? And Jonah said, this storm is in your life because of me. And if y'all throw me overboard, then the storm will cease. I come to tell somebody, there are times that you got to get certain people out of your life so certain storms will cease. Oh, somebody ought to give God a praise because you had to eject some folk out of your life so that some storms would, would cease. Oh, I know I'm right about it. I had to let some people go. Come on, somebody. There are folk who bring storms into your life. And you can't connect with everybody. And you can't be too timid to know when it's time to sever or separate from people who are all about bringing storms into your life. Now, I don't mind the storm, but I want the storm to be ordained of God. I don't want a storm in my life because I'm hanging with the wrong people. Oh, who am I preaching to? I don't want a storm in my life because I'm listening to the wrong people. I'm sharing my business with somebody that really ain't got my back. That's going to bring a storm in my life. So when that lot fell on Jonah, and Jonah said, just throw me overboard. That's all y'all got to do. But the men didn't want to do it. The Bible said they kept trying to do what they could do, throwing stuff overboard and such, until it came to a point to where they picked up Jonah and threw him overboard. And the Bible said as soon as they threw Jonah overboard, the Most High God stopped the storm. I'm talking to somebody. And the men, the Bible said, feared God exceedingly. In other words, they got afraid. And they got afraid of God saying, who is this God? Well, come on somebody. Who can control the sea? Who is this God who can stop a storm like that? Who is this God who can just speak a word and the storm ceases? And the Bible said they was afraid of the God of Jonah. Oh, come on. Can I preach it right? They got so afraid of, their, of Jonah's God. That the Bible said they started offering offerings to God. Oh, come on somebody. See, there are times that we need to understand that God is to be feared. Or when you look at his power, we need to be afraid of him. When you look in the book of Acts in the fifth chapter, the Bible talks about a story about Ananias and his wife Sapphira. Oh, there was a time when the church got to selling land and houses. 
They sold land and houses and laid the money at the apostles' feet. Oh, come on, somebody. But Ananias and Sapphira being husband and wife, they were too close. Whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm going to teach it right today. I said they were too close. See, you got to be able to love your spouse, but don't do wrong for your spouse. Come on, where my married folk at? Yeah, you need to love your spouse, but don't love nobody to the point to where you're willing to go to hell for them. Don't love nobody to the point to where you won't do right because they don't want you to do right. I'm preaching good up in here. So, be seated. Ananias and Sapphira got together and came up with a scheme that they were going to sell the land, but they wasn't going to give all the money from the proceeds. Now, understand, this was not a requirement. This is what the people began to do. And the Bible said that Ananias came in. And Peter asked him, said, did you sell the land for so much? He said, yeah, we sold it for such and such amount. But, but Peter asked him, said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Listen to me. Listen to what he said. You have not lied to men, but to God. Oh, can I break it down? You ain't lied to, to, to just man. You lied to God. You lied to the one that you ain't got no business lying to. Now, we don't need to lie to nobody. But certainly, to know who God is and to try to pull one over on it. Oh, you got saints to do that. They live one way at the church and another way at the house. Oh, you trying to pull one over on God. And Peter told Ananias this. He said, look at the door. Look at the feet of the men who are at the door. Because they're going to carry you out and bury you. And the Bible said, as soon as Peter spoke it, Ananias dropped dead in church. I'm trying to show you that you need to be afraid of God. His wife came in later. Woo! See, this is a church that didn't gossip. Because nobody told Sapphira what had happened. They let her walk right in there. Woo! Peter asked her, hey, did you sell the land for so much? And see, she was so close to her husband, watch your sister, that she was willing to lie for it. Sapphira should have said, no, I don't know what my husband told you. But he stood up here and lied. Because we didn't sell it for that. We sold it for this. But she didn't do that. She was so tight with him. Woo! And Peter told her, see, I want you to look at the feet of the men who carried your husband out and buried him for lying. They're going to carry you out and bury you with him. The Bible says she dropped dead. Then the word of God said, and fear came on all the church. Could you imagine? For when lying the way they was before that. 
Woo, could you imagine how many folk went home and told the truth that Sunday? Y'all know how we are. We'll see certain things happen and it'll scare for a moment, but then all of a sudden the fear wears off. I've seen folk get sick and didn't think they could get well and they're crying out to God fearing that life may be at an end. God will raise them up. God will heal them. He'll show them mercy. And they go back to their old ways. They go back to not fearing God. They go back to living any kind of way. Oh, can I just teach you right? Go back to eating what they shouldn't be. And so make no mistake about it, saints. We need to be afraid of God. The Bible teaches us that there is no man nor woman who has the power to kill the soul or to take away the life and cast a person into hell. See, only God got that power. See, see it don't matter how many times folk tell you to go there. They ain't got the power to put you there. Come on, somebody. But God has the power to cast us there. See, see, I need to be afraid of him. Number two, to, to fear God has to do with to be a true worshiper of Jehovah. If a person truly fears God, he or she will be a true worshiper of God. In other words, you don't have no problem giving God the praise, the glory, and all the honor that's due unto him because you fear him. See, I fear God so much that every day I give him the praise, the glory, and all of the honor. I fear God so much that I've learned to give him the praise when things go my way, but I've also learned to give him praise or to be a true worshiper when things are not going the way that I desire them to go. So see, understand, to fear God, again, is to be a true worshiper. The New Testament teaches that we are to worship him in spirit and in what? Truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. In other words, God is looking for those who fear him and who will worship him. And see, even when I look sometimes at the congregation, at how some people refuse to praise God, you're letting me know you no longer fear God. Because I don't care what you're going through in your body, God deserves the praise. Oh, somebody ought to give him a hand clap right now. I said, it don't matter what you're going through in your body, you recognize that God deserves the praise. Yes, he do. All he worked out for you, he deserves your praise. Am I right about it? We should fear God to the point to where there's no way that a man will ever get more excited about a sports event than he will worshiping God. Woo, oh, I, I, come on, brother. I said, there's no way you're going to get more excited over a team that is not your team anyway than you do the God that you serve. Come on, somebody. Not if you're a true worshiper. Not if you fear God. And nothing wrong with sport. But, but I'm not going to praise people I don't know more than I praise the God who I do know. Come on, sisters. Sister, you're not going to get more excited 
about spa day than you do worship. Oh, where my sister's at? Ain't nothing wrong with you getting excited, sister, about your spa day. And if they're going to do you from your head to your toe, yeah, be excited. But don't ever find yourself more excited about getting your nails and toes done than you are putting your hands together and giving God praise for bringing you out of that low place that, that you told us he brought you out of. Come on, somebody. There's just time that God had been so good to you, sister, that if you got to shake that weave out, you got to give him the praise. If you got to kick them shoes off, you got to let him know he's worthy of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Where my sister's at that's going to give him the praise. And you ain't going to ever be too pretty or too cute to magnify God. He brought you out of too much. He turned too much to... Oh, there's a woman in here need to jump on your feet and give him a praise right now. Because if it had not been for the Lord who kept you, who watched over you. Come on, somebody. God forbid we ever come in church more worried about how we look than giving praise. Be seated. How many know when we come to church, it ain't a fashion show? I said, how many know when we come to church, it ain't a fashion show? One reason I come to church is to get my praise on. Now, I'm going to look good doing it, but I'm going to get my praise on. You know why? Because though I'm looking good, y'all don't know what all I'm going through. Some of us going through so much that if we don't praise Him, and if we don't praise Him right, we won't get the breakthrough that we need. Yeah. Thank God for your obedience, but if you can't dance with a hat on, take it off, sister. Don't let the hat hinder you. Just unpin it, lay it down, get your praise on, and if you got time, pin it back in. Am I right? You better shout to somebody, show you right. Shout to somebody, show you right. Be seated. Number three, to fear God. Listen to me, to fear Him is to reverence Him. To honor Him. See, the saints of God, we need to reverence God. It need to be to the point to where our reverence or our honor for him is a lifestyle. Come on, it's not a Sunday morning only thing. But I reverence God. Listen to me, through the life that I live. Woo! I reverence God by the way I don't say certain things because I reverence him. How many know what I'm talking about? No matter how mad you get, I'm only preaching to a few of y'all right now. No matter how mad you get, you ain't going to cuss because you reverence him. So I knew I wasn't going to get me an amen because some of you still cussing when you get mad. You don't reverence God when you're upset. But how many know you have to reverence God 
when, when you upset. You still have to be to the point to where I'm not going to let come out of my mouth that which will be displeasing to him. And so sometimes you have to do what the old saint you said. You have to just hold your, hold your peace. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever had anybody try to push your buttons lately? Come on. Because there are some folk who try to take you where you don't need to go. Come on. But when you reverence God, you won't allow a person to take you to a place that you don't need to go. Ooh, this is some good teaching right here. You don't have to be around a whole bunch of saints. You can be at work. But you're not going to let the dirty, shady things that the supervisor is doing and saying to cause you to start speaking in a way that displeases God. No, even in your own house. Y'all, I'm about to move on. But how many know we're tried the most <laughs> by those we live with? It's hard for somebody to take me there that I don't really know me. Come on, y'all know me. We were just, you, you don't know me. But in that house, we let folk we live with take us there. So you have to reverence God at all times. Listen to me, saying Because when you learn to reverence and honor him at all times, you never know who's looking at you. You never know who's watching you. And I don't ever want to be a stumbling block to nobody. You'd be surprised when you're going through something. Who got their eyes on you? Yeah, they're trying to see if you really God's minister. They want to see if you really God's deacon. Are you a real mother? Finally, to fear God, and this is probably the most important, is to render obedience to him. If a man or a woman truly fears God, he or she will obey God. Remember, the proof of love is obedience. Jesus himself said, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, so when you fear God, you are going to render obedience to him. Now listen, we are not perfect. We will never be perfect. It's only one that's perfect. But I need to strive every day to obey him. To do what he would have for me. Can I be honest with y'all? We got too many fake Christians nowadays. And see, and see, like it or not, in every church, you got these goats mixed in with these sheep. And can I be honest? There are goats that's done learn to speak in tongues. There are goats that's done learn to dance and turn in victory. Wow, goats can even quote a scripture or two. But they're not going to render obedience to God. See, sometimes what lets you know how much you fear God is how you obey him. How you do what he tells you to do. Can I teach it right? 
When he tells you to get up, go in another room and apologize. When you fear God, you got to get up and go do what he told you to do. You got to get up and go in another room and admit that something was your fault. Listen, it don't matter how the person is just sitting there like, I knew you had to come. You ain't going to let that bother you. You fear God too much. I'm going to get in here and admit what I say. Come on, somebody. Now, some of you looking at me like you still struggle admitting when you're wrong. You don't fear God the way you need to. Because when you fear God the way you need to, it ain't about the person you're apologizing to more than it is being obedient to what he told you to do. Now, I've apologized before and got things right, and then all of a sudden, things that I wanted God to do, he started moving on my behalf. See, there's a reason he tells us that if you got an ought with your brother or your sister, Leave your gift at the altar. Be reconciled to your brother. In other words, get that right. When you're able to walk around the church, speak to some people, but some folk you don't speak to, you don't fear God the way you need to. I'm coming your way, sister, because sisters are known for holding grudges. Sister, when you hold grudges too long, It's saying about you, you don't fear God the way you need to. Because when God tells you to let something go, I don't care how much it hurts you, you let it go. When he tells you to move, oh, come on, pass something. That's what I do. Don't walk around holding grudges for years. Some people are sick because of what they won't let go. I don't want to be that way. And see, there are times that God tells us to let stuff go because he sees, somebody really need to hear me, what it's doing to you. Notice as we get into the meat of the teaching. Notice Psalms 34. Y'all hang in here. Y'all going to let me work with it. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Notice Psalm 34 and look at verse number 11. Notice something about fearing God. Psalm 34, verse 11. Are you there? Listen to what the psalmist said. Come, you children. Listen to me. And I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Come, you children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Do y'all see it? We have to be taught to fear God. You don't just fear God just for the sake of fearing him. No, you have to be taught to fear him. Whether you know it or not, if you fear God today, it's because somebody taught you to fear him. Come on. Just like back in the day, some of us that grew up with parents that believed in whooping. They taught you to fear them. Yeah, you be popping off at the mouth of school to my, you gonna do, do this, did, do, do, but, but you knew it was only so far you were gonna go. Because mama still believed in the switch. See, fear is a motivator. There's a reason most of us stay under the speed limit. 
Certainly ain't because the car won't do more than the speed limit. We fear the ticket. <laughs> How much of a hurry you in? You fear the ticket. Fear will keep you in line. Come on, somebody. But notice what he said. Come. 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 Notice he ain't asking, God ain't asking for nobody to be drugged to him. See, you got to want it. Come. You got to have an appetite for the word. You have to have an appetite for God. Listen to me, leaders. Don't ever beg nobody to do right by God. Don't ever beg nobody to come to ministry. Because if you beg them to come, you're going to beg them to stay. Come on. And you're going to beg them not to leave. I know I'm teaching right up in here. He said, come. See, God wants to know. That we have an appetite for him, for his word. So he says, come, you children. Now, in one sense, children represents the people of God. Come, my people. Come, my people. And do what? Listen to me. Listen to me. Which says that God has something worth isn't it sad how we be going through stuff? God has the answer. But we ain't ready to listen. See, some of you are going through something right now. Only thing God want to know about you and your situation. Are you ready to listen? Come, you children, also represents the immature. The only way an immature person can be mature is that he or she has to listen. And this is when you have folk who are old in age, but not in spiritual maturity because they don't listen. Come on. There's some folk here you think you know more than what you know. You need to, to listen. Some of you are moving too fast. You need to slow down and listen. Some of you think you got the answer. You don't have the answer. You need to listen. See who this one hit. Some of you think you know more than the pastor. You need to, to listen. Will God speak to me just like he speak to pastor? You need to be real careful. You need to be real careful with that. Because I ain't doubting that God speak to you. Whoa. I want y'all to hear that quietness out there. Because you still got some men, they still believe in that stuff. Yeah. Pastor man, like I'm a man. Yeah, you right. We both male. Pastor put his pants leg on one at a time, just same way I do. You don't know, I may lay down and pull both of them up. Come on, men get caught up in this ego thing. That a true leader of God ain't tripping like that. Come on, I ain't tripping like that. I'm not here trying to prove to you that you need me. I'm just going to keep speaking what thus saith God. Let the ones who hear and listen look at their life. Look at their life. Then look at your life from coming Sunday in and Sunday out critiquing what I say and thinking you got the answers. 
I talked to you earlier and brought out divine order. God used Moses to gather them. And you remember that was a time that Miriam and Aaron, Moses' older brother who was the high priest, Miriam, his sister, was a prophetess. But they thought they knew more than what they knew. And they met around and said, hey, do God only speak to Moses? Do he not also speak to us? See, they didn't fear God. And whenever you talk about the man of God behind his back, it's saying about you, you don't fear God. Because pastor don't hear you, but God hears you. You know what God told Moses? He said, get Miriam and Aaron. Can I teach you right? Y'all meet me at the church. God said, I'm going to straighten this. See, a true man of God don't fight his battles. He don't, he don't hunt down lies. Come on, if you're the anointed of God, if somebody lying on you, don't chase down lies. Curse Miriam with leprosy. She was so messed up that the whole camp had to stop. Watch this. The only way she got healed was that Moses had to turn around and pray for her. See, gossipers don't fear God. Because you only think the person that you share in your, what y'all call it, your tea. Ain't no tea, it's gossip. It ain't shade, it's gossip. Talking what you shouldn't be talking. Can I just teach it right? There are some of y'all, the reason you going through the way you going through is because of stuff you said about other people. And you didn't know what you was talking about. Come, you children. Y'all still here? Listen to me. I will teach you the fear only teach you. Come. Come. Let's gather. Let's gather so we can learn to fear God. Look at Proverbs the third chapter. Mm, good word. Good word. I hope ain't nobody mad enough to leave yet. Proverbs 3 and 7. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch. Remember, he's going to teach us to fear God, right? Watch this. Watch this. Proverbs 3 and 7. We're coming at the know-it-alls. Can we deal with the people who think they know everything? Before I deal with the people who think they know everything, how many has ever been guilty of thinking you knew everything? Come on, before I even deal with this scripture. Don't you look around and folk got their hand up. How many have been guilty of thinking you know everything? Mm-hmm. How many need to put up two hands? Anybody like me, you need to put up both your hands. Eh? Come on. Now, some of you sitting there like, I don't know. Has anybody ever told you, you think you know everything? If somebody told you they need, your hands should have been up. They were trying to tell you, you still ain't listening. And many times they folks done told you, you think you know everything. You always got the answer. And you sitting there like, how do I have I been? <laughs> some folks hard to work with. 
A lot of us been guilty. God had to get us out of that place. Because when you like that, you become too judgmental. Right? You begin to think you God. Oh, I know he ain't right. Just look at him. Somebody asked you, what, 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 what's wrong with him? What he? I don't know. There's something about him, though. I just can't put my finger on it, but I'm taking it. You too judgmental. Come on, in men and women, they right. Some women are guilty at that. You know, y'all, y'all, that, that, that woman intuition. <laughs> Sometimes y'all go into space with that stuff. Come on, what my men that ever had a woman try to tell you, you don't see what I see. Nobody see what you see. <laughs> Just speak to a woman. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh. <laughs> they got that radar going. See if women in here, they ain't even, they looking at the Bible and I ain't even read. Just smiling. They just looking at the Bible read. They guilty. Think, thinking you know too too much. Listen, we laughing. But this will get you in trouble. You'll make decisions that you'll live to regret. Thinking you know more than what you know. Come on. Remember what he said. Listen to me, you, you children. You immature. See, there are certain things immature folk can't do. You need a mature person to help you. You need a seasoned person to help you see certain things right. Woo! There are some things a young wife will go through that she'll think her husband is unbearable. All she got to do is get with a seasoned woman. Come on, all she got to do is get with a seasoned woman. You know what a seasoned woman going to tell her? Oh, girl, just, that ain't nothing. <laughs> that ain't nothing. Don't let that get you down. That's just a man. Come on. That season woman tell you how to go home and handle something. You go home and put it at you. Listen to what I keep saying now. That that season woman told you. Because you can listen to somebody. Right? That'll make things worse. Where we at? Proverbs 3 and 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own what? Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, when we fear the Lord, we're going to depart from what is evil. Listen in the eyes of God. I want to please him. Lord, if what I am doing over here it's not pleasing to you. I want to depart from it. I want to break free of it. Lord, if going over here is not pleasing to you, and I don't want to go over there. I want to depart from evil. See, this is the reason the church, the Greek word for church, ecclesia, is the called out one. What has God called us out from? A lifestyle of evil. Called us out to be different. 
called us out to be, listen, a holy people unto himself. No way you fear the Lord, but you love evil. Come on, somebody. How many in here? It was your fear of God that caused you to walk away from things. Don't listen to them. That you really didn't want to walk away from. How many gave up some stuff that took something to give it up? Took something to walk away. But it was your fear of him. It was how much you reverence him. That you stopped doing things that wasn't right. Whoa, man. I, I you, you, you got saints that just act like they were born. Say, Pastor, I ain't, I ain't struggled to give up. No, there are some things... y'all. That's when the Bible talks about the passing pleasures of sin. See, one thing we all need to understand about sin or evil is that it has pleasure in it. And as long as you put yourself first, there are certain things you'll never disconnect from. Watch this, because you like it. And the only reason you're going to leave what you really like is that you fear God too much, listen, to stay there. I fear him too much to keep slipping, tipping, and dipping as if his eyes don't run to and what? Fro. See, that's when I live a life, whether I'm in Georgia or on vacation in Florida, I fear God. I don't live right for the sake of y'all. I live right for the one I serve. Ooh, and I need to drop one on you. And it ain't hard to live right. When you really know God, you'll know that what you leave it, if God told you to leave it, he has something better. Somebody ought to gave him a praise because that was your rhema because God is telling you to leave from somewhere because he has something better. Now, if you don't fear him, you will stay in a place too long. Is that right? Is that right? Do not be wise in your what? In your own eyes. Fear God. Do it God's way. Remember, render obedience. Do what God telling you to do. Come on. Psalm 111. I told y'all we had some scripture this morning. We rolling. I'm in the close. Psalm 111. Psalm 111. How many of you have been amazed at how God gave you breakthrough just through simple obedience? Come on. How many of you have just had God to blow your mind by giving you what I deem a major breakthrough? Listen to me. Through simple obedience. Just simple instructions. I, I told a while back about how some of us needed to drink more water. Simple. Simple. Need to lay off the Cokes and drink more water. And you know somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I know that was gone. Started putting it into action and been seeing divine results. See, sometimes God will just tell you to do something simple. Oh, Lord, I'm talking to somebody. I remember Naaman. It was the leper. 
went to see Elijah. Because his servant girl said, hey, if, if my master was with the prophet Elijah, this is what she said, he healed him. You know, that stirred up the whole camp. Dude, what, what did this girl say? That there's a prophet that will heal leprosy. See, leprosy was seen as uncurable. Woo! Come on. There have been more things than COVID. Come on. Like it or not, in this earth, we're going to always have some incurable diseases. Come on. And sometimes we're going to have them because of evil people who have cures but put money over the health of people. Yeah, they estimating that Pfizer made $100 billion during, during the pandemic. $100 billion. Come on. Even when they created that vaccine, they got immunity. Can't be sued. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, some of y'all get touchy when talking about COVID in the vaccine. It's the one thing I'll make you fight to get upset talking about the vaccine. But he went up there to see Elijah. And she got to recognize true men of God. God won't always allow a true man of God to do what you want him to do. Or say what you want him to say. Because God want to know you trust in him. He went up there to see Elijah and came pull up them big chariots and all that. Elijah just sent a message to him. Say, just go tell him to dip in the Jordan. Just tell him to go down in the Jordan and dip. And he'll, he'll be good. And lepers should be gone. They went out there and told Naaman what he said. Naaman ready to fight. You know what Naaman said? He was like, Summer, surely I thought. Come on, I thought. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, lean not to your own. Un I thought. He would have at least came out here. Waved his hand over the area. See, because some of y'all think prophets got to be, gotta be spooky for you to get healed. Did they tell Pastor him up in the hospital? Yeah, we told him. Well, what did he say? He coming? Pastor said, all is well. Oh, you kidding me. What is he doing? Ain't he full time? Ain't it his job to come see about the sick? Why couldn't you just receive it is well and then say to yourself, well, ain't no need in Pastor coming because I'm finna get out. I'm finna leave. He sent the word that all is well. Come on. But then Naaman got mad. And see, that's where you need good people in your life. You need people in your life to tell you the truth about you. Come on, you need people in your life that'll let you know when you're tripping. Come on, you tripping, girl. Why you do that? You ain't doing nothing but tripping. And the person said, look, if he'd have told you to do something great, would not you have done it? How much more when he says to you, deal and be healed? You know what Naaman did? He went out there and dipped. And the Bible says he came up with the skin like that of a baby. Come on. You, you see what God will do through simple instruction? But if you don't fear him, you'll lean to your own eyes and you'll be wise in your own eyes. Pastor, how can tithes and offering change my situation? Because God said it would. That's all you need. Well, Pastor, I need to say, no, all you need is the Word. And once God starts speaking to you about the Word and how He's going to bring you out, don't go to YouTube looking at videos. Tithing is wrong. Tithing in the old church. You ain't got the tithe. No, stop doing that. Woo! Psalm 111 in verse 10. Where I got y'all? 
1 11 10. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding. A good understanding. Have all those who do his commandments. A good understanding. See, when you fear God, you're not only going to start walking in divine wisdom, but listen, child of God, you're going to have a good understanding about the things you go through. And you know how many confused people we have nowadays? God don't want his people confused. He wants you to have a good understanding. He wants you to know when people are whispering in your ear, telling you that it's not well, he wants you to have a good understanding that it is well. When people give up on you, he wants you to have a good understanding that, hey, remember, I have the final say. All authority in heaven and earth is in my hand. Oh, Lord God, behold, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Is there anything too hard for you? See, that's what he wanted Abraham to understand when his body was dead in his 90s and Sarah's body was shot. He wanted them to have a good understanding that it ain't y'all doing it. It's what I'm going to do through y'all. Come on, so Sarah going to give birth in her old age. But see, you have to have a good understanding when God is saying, I'm going to do it. I just need you to trust me. Come on, notice, notice Psalm 25. I told y'all a lot of scriptures. But see, he got to teach us. Psalm 25. Remember, you got that good understanding. Let me show you why you have that good understanding. Psalm 25 and verse 14. Yeah, you want to go to these scriptures. Psalm 25, verse 14, y'all got it? The secret of the Lord is with those who what? Who what? The secret of the Lord is with those who what? See, that's where that good understanding is coming from. You have secrets. You have secrets. Pastor, I didn't know that when I come on Sunday and Bible study that God be releasing secrets. Yeah. Amos 3 and 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. What do you think better is here and better is coming here? That's, that's God's secret. That's what keeps you from worrying when they close the plant. See, you have a secret. I said, you have a secret. Better is here, better is what? Coming. When they tell you you ain't going to get the raise or the bonus, you don't fall into no deep depression like you would have, but you hold on to the secret. Better is here, better is coming. Come on, somebody. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. But see, when you stop obeying God, when we stop reverencing God, guess what you leave church and do? You let go of the secret. I done spoke so much this morning about what God want to do for his people. That's a secret. That's what he revealed. Through who? The house prophet. Come on, somebody. He revealed it through who? The house prophet. Deuteronomy 31. He revealed it through the house prophet. It's well. It's well. God is saying to somebody, smile. Smile. It's well. It's well. It's working for you. It's working for you. 
God is saying to somebody, I'm going to do everything I promise you that I would do. Who going to hold on to that secret? When that situation looked like what God said is not going to happen. How many going to hold on to that secret that it's got to happen? Because God is not a man. Neither a son of man that he should what? Have God said it? Will he not do it? Will he not make it what? Good. How many know God will make good on his word? How many know God will make good on his promises? You know what you call that? That's a secret. That's a secret that we have about God that the average person don't know. They don't know that God cannot fail. They don't know that he'll always make good on his word. But I have that secret. Deuteronomy 31. You have that secret. When the x-ray come back and it's showing something that you didn't want it to show, you have a secret. By his stripes. Come on. 31. He said, when all Israel come to appear before the Lord your God in the place he chooses. Listen. You shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. See, listen, saints. We are blessed because we're still in a church where the pastor is still preaching and teaching from the word. So many, when they gather together, men of God are no longer teaching God's people God's word. See, if I stick to the word, it don't matter if you get upset with me or not. You upset with the word. Right? And see, you want to be somewhere where pastor is teaching us from Word, giving us the word. Whoa, that word was good today. What did Pastor talk about? You better fear the Lord. That was a good word today because I sure been going through a whole lot of stuff in my mind, but I left church today and I had the peace of God. I had the secrets of God, and girl, I ain't let nobody get these secrets. See, isn't that better than going to a church and somebody asks you, what pastor talk about? Man, that man hooped today. He was hollering today. What he hollering about? Man, I don't know, but pastor went preaching crazy. That ain't going to help you. There ain't nothing wrong with hooping and hollering. <laughs> All right. Deuteronomy 31. Gather the people together, men and women, little ones. Look at the divine order. See, God wants men in their rightful place. Men should be the ones leading the family to the church. Let's go. It should be men saying, hey, time to gather. Should be men saying to folk in the house, hey, get up, time to get up, got to go. Got to go. Ready to get to the house of the Lord. And when, when you got men, that's doing right. Guess, guess what y'all ought to do, women? Y'all ought to fall in line. Woo! That's some women don't like that. Oh, they growling out there, y'all. A woman should just fall in line. You ain't competing with the man. If that man is lining up behind that man, here come that woman. So I know we love saying, beside it, no, no. That's divine order. Their divine order. He said, gather the men, gather the women, and y'all gather them children in here. 
Y'all teach them children to fear me. But see, it's going to be difficult to teach children or young people to fear God and men don't. It's going to be difficult to teach your mama and they don't see where you fear unless they know you're going through something. Notice this. He said, even the stranger that comes into your camp. Y'all know what I love about this verse? Is that you don't change and become like the stranger. You teach the stranger to fear me. See, it takes boldness to do that. To say to your loved one, hey, this how we live it. And we ain't going to allow what's happening in your house to affect what happens in this house. What did Joshua have to tell a group of folks? As for me and my house. Come on church. We going to serve who? The Lord. Serve. Render obedience. Serve. Fear. This is what Moses wanted from the people. See when we gather like today and God give us a word. We need to see men. Lining up with that word. We need to have more men who are in the place that they need to be. And man, that don't mean you a boss. That don't mean you run everything. That don't mean when you say jump, the woman got to say hi. To, 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 to cope, you know, to ease your little feelings of insecurity. Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm about to go. You got a lot of men like that. Women get, like I told y'all years ago, you can't be the head and your woman always got to inflate you. You always down and she got to pump you up, make you feel better. It ought to be you standing out front saying, God got this family. Long as we do what he's telling us to do, everything going to work out. Yeah, girl, let's go look at that car you want. Come on, let's go, let's go let you test drive it today. God going to work it all out. She don't need no... Let me close with Psalm 34 and I'll be done. Well, hit Psalm 31, then, then I'm going to go to Psalm 34 and be done. <laughs> Psalm 31. Come on, y'all. We're going to hold on to these secrets. Look, if I say, you better fear the Lord. Look, one person said, you better fear the Lord. Let me give you two benefits of fearing the Lord and then I'm done. And see, it needs to start in men. I'm telling you, the power God has given us as men when we line up is powerful. It's powerful. Nothing like seeing a man who fear God, a man who render obedience to God. That's a powerful thing. Amen? Because that's also going to be an humble man, right? It's going to be an humble man. Psalm 31. And then our younger brothers, they need to see that. They need to see that in the church. Notice Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who what? Fear you. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who what? See, that's what he wanted Moses. You gather them together, Moses. You teach them how to fear me. You teach them how to reverence me. You teach them how to obey me. Come on, somebody. You teach them to be true worshipers and let them know most that I got goodness laid up for them. Come on. This is at a time when they was in the wilderness headed to the promised land. You know what that tell me about God? That there's a place he'll have us in that it's not permanent. It's temporary. 
But I got to know that if I fear him, his goodness, what is it? It's laid up. God got goodness laid up for this church if we continue to fear him. He got goodness laid up for families that continue to fear him. Psalm 34, we close it. God got goodness laid up for men who continue to fear him. Brother, God going to provide for you when you're a true man of God. When you're the priest of your house. God going to take good care of you. He got goodness just laid up for you. So that you will be able to do certain things for your family. How many know that's right? Psalm 34 and then we're done. Psalm 34. We're done. But you better fear the Lord. I say, you better fear the Lord and hold on to these secrets when you leave here. Well, Pastor, I fear the Lord then. Why all this going on? Hey, you ain't exempt from trouble. Get your head up. God going to see you through that. Amen? Psalm 34 and 9. Oh, fear the Lord. You, his saints. Look what he's bringing us to. Oh, he brought some of us here already. There is no want to those who fear him. Come on, somebody. There is no want, no lack to those who what? Fear him. I remember what David said. The Lord is my, I shall not what? Want. That means we'll never be in a place where we're lacking, listen, what is essential. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.